Hello and welcome to the Sacred Remembering Podcast, the place for modern women who are waking up to the truth of who they are on a path of feminine and masculine reunification. I'm your host, Sarah Poet. Women are healing from outdated paradigms and we are rising, but we're not doing it by fighting or further depleting ourselves anymore. We do it by remembering who we are and standing in that unified truth. Here, we remember together through stories, tools, and curiosity. And in doing so, we bring forward the place of women in our modern world. We infuse the sacred with logic, soul with spirit. We heal, embody, and activate a new feminine leadership. Listen, learn more, and work with me at sarahpoet.com. Now, let's begin. Hello, listeners. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to bring you this episode. It's full of amazing energy with our guest today, Melanie Hirsch. And Melanie has a background as a psychotherapist in family and marriage counseling. And then she became a dating coach. And she primarily works with women to help them to bring in the love they want. So we talk about attraction, but it's not just about attraction. And this episode is fast paced. It's got a lot in it and stick around to the end because the wisdom bombs that Melanie sets off at the very end, you definitely don't want to miss. This episode is for, it's for every woman because we talk about how the, the subtleties, we talk about the subtleties of how women settle and how women say, will you choose me very often in the dating? And we enter into relationships with this, am I worthy of it yet? Um, essence or energetic. And that is what we must, must, must heal here and now, ladies. So enjoy the episode. I'm so glad you're here. I am so glad you're here, and I'm so glad that Melanie joined us. Just a few things before we get right to the interview. If you are just now tuning in and this is your first episode, you are in for a treat. I am going to ask every listener, no matter if this is your very first episode with me and our guests, or if you are a veteran, please share this podcast with at least one other woman with a personal recommendation right now. This is how we grow this thing. Also, please go to the app that you listen to podcasts on, whether that be Apple or Spotify or Google and rate and review this podcast right now, please. I know it takes a little bit of effort. Thank you for your 10 minutes. Um, This is how the podcast begins to track and grow and other people um, find out about it. So I know that you're listening. I see the number of downloads out there, but the number of rates and reviews for this podcast is honestly a little low. So fan club, I know you're out there. If you could go ahead and do that, that would be so, so appreciated. Um, okay. Wonderful. So 
your, your being here is so important. Um, every woman listening to their sacred path of sacred remembering and coming into the truth of who you are. That's why I'm here. That's why I do this. Um, because there's nothing more important right now on the planet, as far as I'm concerned. So, um, then, then women coming back into the sacred remembrance of, of who and what we are and really bringing this remembrance into our bodies, into our families, into our lived experiences, anchoring this to the planet. This is what I'm here for. So along those lines, I want to let you know that Heartland is a new program for um, energetic and financial sovereignty for women who are on this sacred path. Um, You can go to sarahpoet.com backslash Heartland and learn more. And also this is just a really unique offering. This is the most magical offering that I have put out there by magical. I mean, this is very energetically infused. This is channeled information, um, a lot of channeled information and, um, eight weeks of activations, teaching, and a group experience. And so you get the group alchemy. And if you haven't experienced that yet with me, it's that, you know, when we say this soul, yes, and we say this in a container of women uh, who shares the soul, yes, and the intention for growing into this energetic and financial sovereignty, then that um, adds a lot of energy to the soup, if you will, when women are holding the intention together. And so we share in the group, um, a daily Facebook group of companies, the weekly calls. And yeah, I'm expecting that a lot of soul level activation is really what is going to happen. So we are not meant to live in lack. We are not meant to live in consumption, meaning how, how much can I get? And oftentimes women are living actually in both of those. So it's this dark underbelly of our culture. Uh, when we think we're separate from the whole of all that is, is that we, um, begin to think that we need to consume and consume more. And this could be shopping. This could be, um, you know, food or caffeine or any little thing like, you know, a compulsion that has just become so much a part of our lives. And then we can realize, oh my gosh, I've actually been doing this out of a lack orientation. So I'm going to come back in a future podcast episode and talk more about that. But you can seek me out at sarahpoet.com. Schedule a call if you want to talk about whether or not this program is right for you. And it's also priced really affordably. It's an eight-week activation series that will certainly, um, you know, if you do not experience profound changes during those eight weeks, which I would actually expect you to do. It is activating you and your path forward. Um, as a woman here and now, uh, we are truly, truly able and meant to, I believe, um, anchor some of these new earth codexes on the planet that, you know, it's not even about 
scarcity and lack anymore. These are really old programs that we are letting fall away. And we are bringing in new codexes of wealth that are based in a feminine and masculine unified essence. And we're also doing it in integrity. So if we are trying to earn money out of lack and in consumption, like give me more, give me more. When is more going to come? When is my big day, big break going to come? Then calling us all out. Then we're not actually in integrity. So integrity is the name of the game. Sustainability is the name of the game, taking care of the planet and ourselves and our families for future generations. That's the name of the game. That's what we want wealth and abundance for. And um, yeah, there are these, there are these new codexes coming through about that, that I cannot wait to share with you. So that is enough about that for today. We're going to get to our interview, which is so enjoyable. I've already shared and um, here it is. Here's Melanie. Hello, Melanie. Welcome to the Sacred Remembering Podcast. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. It's so good to be with you. We're just meeting right now for the first time, and I'm already jazzed about <laughs> your energy in this conversation. It's so good to meet you. Mm. Um, I want to dive right in. We okay. okay I want to talk about dating and relationships being a catalyst for growth. Um, mm. I read that in your bio and I was like, this is right up my alley. Um, <laughs> I think relationships definitely reflect to us, our areas for growth and it's not always comfortable, but yeah. Hey, this is kind of what they are. So yeah. I would love to, to hear you speak on that. Just dive right in. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, that's what I love so much about this realm and, and working with people in the dating and relationship realm is that. I feel like it's just this gateway to our soul really. And, and um, you know, any healing, any places within us that are unhealed, that, that are um, that need some attention and love. I feel like those get activated and come up when we're in the dating and relationship world, you know, our, our shit comes up. And so, um, (laughs) and so I think there's always just such an opportunity for growth, you know, personal growth, spiritual growth in this process. If you are willing to actually work with what's coming up instead of pushing it away or going, Oh God, you know, guys suck or women suck. Or if you, if you're actually willing to, explore what's coming up for you and, and do some work in that area. It's just such a gateway to growth and development. Yeah. Because we do a lot of growth. I mean, anyone listening to this podcast is a lot of personal growth Yeah, and we spend a lot of time on that. And then, you know, we go into relationship and, and we kind of expect that um, it's going to go really smoothly because we've done our personal work. <laughs> right. right. And we're both laughing. <laughs> yep. Yep. I mean, we know that's not true. It's we like, there's just that. never ending. It's never ending, right? There's always more that comes up and it's, yeah, it's, it's challenge. It can be challenging and it's also such a gift. Yeah. Yeah. So do you work you work with dating and relationships. So people who have been in relationship for a longer time or are yeah. you mostly in the dating realm? 
I would say I'm mostly, I mostly work with single people. Um, you know, the people that I work with, oftentimes they get in, into a relationship when we're working together. And so I'm working with them, you know, when their stuff's coming up in relationship, I'll work with them in, in that realm as well. But I would say mostly people come to me when they're single and confused, like, why am, why is this so hard for me? Why can't I find a great partner? What's going on? So that's usually where, where I start with people. Uh, okay. So that's the, why can't I attract the love I want? What's yeah. wrong? Okay. Yeah. Um, that- yeah. So let's talk about attraction. Okay. <laughs> where do you want to jam on attraction? I mean, yeah, that's a big topic. Right. Well, that question, someone comes to you, a woman comes to you and she says, I just can't seem to attract who I want to be with. Where is my partner? Um, Mm -hmm. What do you, what do you say to her? Mm, Oh, there's so many, there's so many layers to that. And, um, and I, I, I love this. So basically when someone comes to me and they're confused and they can't figure out why they're not attracting in a great partner. The first thing I'll do is do a deep dive. And I do this on my consultation calls. Even I, I look at, um, you know, different realms within them that, you know, can really be big blind spots in this realm and prevent them from finding a great relationship, such as, you know, do they have subconscious limiting beliefs that are getting in their way. Like that's a huge one that I see prevents people from getting in a great relationship is that they've got these beliefs that aren't serving them that are really driving their car um, and magnetize uh, people towards them that match those beliefs. So that's a big one. Um, We look at, I look at, you know, if they have any hooks uh, with, exes that they haven't fully resolved, or if there's any old pain or resentment that they're holding onto, that can get in their way. You know, we look at masculine, feminine polarity, and how are they actually showing up when they uh, meet someone they're interested in? And, and does that, is the polarity working? And um, we look at, you know, uh, attachment styles and how that's running in their lives and their communication and how, how do they communicate? And is it helping their relationships or getting in the way? And we peel back all these different layers, looking at anything that's going on, you know, inside of them that could be blocking them. So there's a bunch of different layers, but they're all so rich and juicy and we just, we dive into it all. Right. And that, I mean, we all have multiple things going on. Yeah. <laughs> under the right. Yeah. Our love is <laughs> yeah. So, um, yes, I, I appreciate you using the words deep dive because mm. that's what this work really requires. I mean, we've got yeah. to get in there. We've got to be willing to be honest and authentic and get down to what the blocks are, what the subconscious blocks are. Um, So I wonder if you just want to kind of pick up on one of those and, and dive into it more. Um, And I think it was the first one you said, looking at patterns of, or maybe this one just stuck out because (laughs) I resonate Mm -hmm. with it. It's like when you look back and you can see the patterns in your relationships that didn't work, you can almost just figure out what the subconscious belief is. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, if you really drop in and tune in and look, you can figure out what's there. I mean, I think anytime we have a negative belief about anything um, or any sort of belief that causes us anxiety or fear, at the root of that is always, you know, if we really look at what is the root, like what am I believing that is causing this anxiety or this fear? That's, that's the belief we need to be working on. Yeah. Right. And just going, going to the places that aren't comfortable, I think in love a lot of time, especially the way we're conditioned around romantic love, we want it to feel good all the time, but going back to where we started, it's not going to feel good all the time, especially in a conscious or evolving um, or spiritual relationship. We're going to have the things of the subconscious that we need to be able to traverse together or traverse alongside one another um, to have the really the depth of relationship that we're craving as human beings, it requires us to look at these things that you're talking about. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and if we don't, if we're not doing the work and we're not looking within, um, then it's super painful as well because we're operating from this unconscious place and blaming each other and attacking each, you know, and all of that, like that doesn't create healthy relationships. And then, but then when we do look within and do that work, it is, you know, that can be painful too. There can be things that need to be explored that are painful and old and, you know, our stuff is always going to come up. So I think it's about learning to get comfortable navigating the shit that comes up, you know, and not creating meaning and not creating a story that, oh, because hard things are happening, this is off. This isn't right. It's like really learning how to, you know, how to how to ride those waves with as much grace as possible, I think is so important. Absolutely. And I mean, there's just a certain maturity in what you're saying. It's like, as we get older, we're like, eh. you know, the, it's almost like romantic love is a disillusion. But it's like, you know, come on, we, we're all evolving humans. We've got work to do. So yeah. let's be willing to be with it. Um, going back to attraction and becoming the, you know, okay. So we're women here in this sphere, listening to this podcast and this notion of, you know, love kind of dropping into your lap (laughs) or like, Mm -hmm. you you know, you get it, you, you like something you're, you're looking to obtain. Um, So -hmm. sometimes when we think of attraction, we think of how am I going to bring it in? How am I going to get it? And Mm -hmm. I like something that I read of what you wrote that was about, you know, attraction being more like a magnetism, attraction Mm -hmm. being more like this aspect of self that's just going to um, allow for that next right thing to find you. Mm-hmm. So how do you coach women around that concept of becoming in order to attract the next natural right thing? Yeah, this is such a big, big, luscious topic. Um, yeah, because it's really, I think that, you know, I think a lot of times people think, 
when they're wanting to attract someone in, it's about what they're doing. Oh, what should I do? Should I go to more events? Should I do this? Should I, you know, what can I do? And it really has nothing to do with the doing and it has to do with the being and with who you are and how you're like the place that you're coming from in the world and, um, and your belief system. And so I think that, you know, when women aren't attracting in, when women are wanting to attract in like-minded people and great matches, we really do work around, you know, who are you being? You know, are you insecure? Are you coming from um, scarcity mentality when it comes to dating, thinking that there's not a lot of great matches out there for you and maybe you've got to take what you can get or you've got to work hard for it. Like, what are the beliefs that are driving your fears and insecurities And we do that work um, and really gut it uh, and get, you know, I I help women get to a place where they own, they can stand in their worth and own their value and really move through those insecurities and fears and get them to a place where they're connected to, you know, source energy, something higher, like really trusting what's unfolding. And I think when you move through the insecurities and the fears and you're in this open place and you're coming from trust and knowing that life has your back in this realm versus that fear of the scarcity, you know, stuff that a lot of people get into attraction, like we easily attract in great like-minded conscious partners when we're in that open place, you know, and when we've kind of worked on our stuff and we um, are in that trusting place, it's, it, it, love easily flows in when you get, when you get to that place. Mm, mm, yeah. That's what I found. Beautiful. Yeah. That's what you found. Yeah. Let's talk about, I want to come back to this and that source energy that you mentioned, but I would like to ask you about your personal story. I always ask that on the sacred remembering podcast, our stories of sacred remembering. So you became a marriage and family therapist at one point, Mm -hmm. and then you became a dating coach. So I'm wondering how your own story shaped that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, um, you know, it's, it's interesting. Originally I became a marriage and family therapist to work with teenagers. That was my, that was the area I was really interested in when I started. And then, you know, it sort of evolved over time. You know, I always really struggled with dating and relationships and I couldn't figure out for the life of me, what the hell is going on? Like, why can't I attract in a great partner? And I I just kept attracting in unavailable man after unavailable man. Like there was always a new form of unavailability that would show up that I seemed to magnetize towards me. And so this was an area because it was such a pain point for me. It was an area that I really focused on and I was determined to figure out, you know, what is going on and what can I do to turn this around? And as I started doing that work and really uncovering some great practices and tools that were helping me in that realm, I started working with a lot of um, single women in my private practice and sharing with them some of the things that I was learning and some of the tools and practices. And they started making shifts and attracting in great people. And I just started witnessing how um, when people really gut this stuff and their inner stuff on a certain level and work with it in a certain way, uh, you can really do a 180 in your dating world 
pretty quickly. And so it was so exciting to me to, you know, witness these changes in other people and witness the changes that were happening for me in that realm that I was just like, this is, this is what I need to be doing. <laughs> I need to shift from general therapy and really um, focus on this realm. And I, I really see it as, you know, people come to me because they're struggling with dating or finding someone, but it really is going back to what we originally started talking about. What excites me is all of the issues they're having. It's really just this beautiful gateway to healing and growth and expansion and um, spiritual connection and all of these great things. So, so I love how it opens all of that up when we actually start working with it. Yes. Thank you for sharing your story. So <laughs> I, um, I'm a human design projector. And so I'm, I'm always yeah. thinking about like how this runs through my system as I'm hearing yeah. other people talk about their stories. And I'm laughing mm. right now because I'm like <laughs> realizing my resistance to dating. I, I don't mm. date. Mm. I don't date. <laughs> <laughs> and you wait, so you have a resistance to dating, but you don't date. Are you, and have you ever been a big dater or no, have things kind of never. just fallen? Okay. Mm. Got it. Yeah. No, never. So I'm kind of like, huh, Melanie, I want, I want you ah. to talk to me about this. Yeah. Um, let's talk. <laughs> I know because it's just, it's a little bit of like true story here. Um, because I'm listening to you and, and it's like, yeah, if you, if you want to attract, you know, I, I would say right now I'm not looking. Um, but if you want to attract and if you want to call in the partner, then you're a dating coach, which means you have to get out there. <laughs> yeah. like you have to put yourself out there. And yeah. I think, um, no, I mean, from, from very early on, I, um, partnered with people who were already my friends mm. who, and in, in the last, you know, six years since my divorce and, well, I've been on this really deep soul path of feminine masculine reclamation. Um, and, you know, so it's, it's different. I can analyze it from different levels. Like there's yeah. the very deep soul level. There's the, what my subconscious and my psychology was doing, trying to, you know, clear my blocks out. Um, so a couple of, yeah, like met one person through work, met another mm -hmm. through a friend, but usually, I mean, I'm, I, I don't casually date because I'm definitely not a casual person. Um, mm -hmm. And I also find that there's a decent amount of projection because I talk about these things, you know, it's, it has been in the past you know, year, year ago plus that I would attract people who um, thought that I must be their soulmate because I understood men. You get that too. I'm so sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And so there's a little bit of hesitancy to, um, you know, become available because of that projection, or that's the story I tell myself. And right. then I attract these like false hero archetypes, which is what I've mm. you know spent the last five years doing which says mm. something about my subconscious as well, that like I, I wanted, you know, something about the yeah. hero is what I wanted. But mm -hmm. yeah, there's almost like a, a fear of doing it wrong again, or like mm. the, the, the exhaustion of like it going, 
you know, what happens when it goes wrong. Like what and what is what, I'm so curious like what is wrong to you what would be going wrong well uh like the last man I moved in with and and listeners like if they've been listening for a year they've heard this whole thing like mm-hmm. you know <laughs> moved in with a man whoops, yeah not working moved back out uh-huh. and that was a hassle you know that that's like mm. a hassle as a mother um, yeah. as an entrepreneur, it's like, really, you invited me to make a life with you. And five months later, we hit some shadow and you're done. Like mm. what a fucking hassle. Mm. Um, so it's really just this like tiresome, you know what? Like, I'm just going to focus on my business and my kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, while we're here having a podcast conversation <laughs> about the subconscious and dating, I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I'm avoiding it. Yeah. Well, and I think it's just like tuning in to, yeah. Am I avoid, you know, is this avoidance? Am I, do I, is there something that I fear? And there's like a protective layer here that is going, no, 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 no. We can't go into that thing again. It's going to take energy. It's going to, you know, is it coming from sort of a, a limiting belief and a fear, or is it just coming from an intuitive knowing that right now your energy is better, um, you know, it's going to be, you're going to serve more by focusing on you and not putting that energy toward dating. So, yeah. Yeah. It feels like the latter. I mean, it really does. Yeah. That's kind I, of the hit I got. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty familiar with like the investigation of the subconscious. And so, totally. you know, I watched the self-protection because um, one thing we talked about before we hit record and I, I want to go there is, um, you know, I've watched myself project my desire of the sacred masculine and Mm. the relationship that you know we we I believe we're coming back to as women like we are reclaiming this relationship with the sacred the beloved masculine as as you know I would say the masculine aspect of God like the Godhead as mother father divine feminine divine masculine that's how I see it and so in my path, I've been looking at, well, where do I make man uh, stand in for, or do, where do mm. I want man to stand in for um, the sacred masculine and my relationship with the sacred masculine? So mm. I, I would say at this time, that's primarily what I'm focusing on is my relationship with the sacred masculine as, as an aspect of God. Um, and so I would love to hear you speak to how women confuse, um, the, the connection with creation consciousness or source or God or whatever they call it, um, in their relationships and with men. And yeah. if that's not the right way to ask that question, just talk no. about whatever resonates. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I think that you know, something that is pinging me right now as we're speaking about this is just, I know for, for myself, like I, I definitely used to make men my source, you know? And if, if, uh, if a man that I was interested in chose me and wanted to be with me, um, even if it was casually, I, I thought, oh, I'm, I'm valuable. I'm worthy. It was like they were the source of my 
worth almost. And that if they didn't want to be with me, then I felt like, what's wrong with me? I must not be enough. Like I made it mean that I wasn't worthy in some way. And so I was really confusing. (laughs) Um, I was really making men my source. And when I, I started, I, I remember I was devastated after one breakup and I, it just really floored me um, more than any of the other breakups. And I, it got me to see a spiritual counselor and, um, and she really helped me see how I was confusing this and that it was really about like when I can really drop into my connection with source and my connection with a higher energy. Um, that, that, that's everything, you know, and that it's like my worth has nothing to do with whether someone chooses me or not, or whether someone finds me attractive or not. It, it has to do with, you know, myself and my connection to something higher. And when I was able to drop into my connection with source more and and that being the main uh the main connection versus what men were giving me uh that was that was such a game changer and i i i work on this with all the you know all the women that come to me i find that there's this very similar thread um where women are really looking to men to get you know, energized and validated and all yeah. that stuff to the point where they're not even being authentic anymore. Where they're, And I did it too, where they were kind of, you know, let me be the version of myself I think that he'll like so that he can choose me so that I can feel valuable and worthy. Yeah. I was going to ask you, is this every woman in your practice? Because I totally. Imagine, yeah. Right. I really want to normalize this. And oh just- my God. Last yeah. weekend, I was in a deep process with, while well, my son was at the, at his father's house for the weekend, um, I was in a deep process on a soul level of like excavating, uh, you know, something that was going on. And when mm-hmm. I got down to it, it was exactly, it was another fucking layer of exactly this <laughs> mm-hmm. um, because with the father, so, so our relationship with the bio biological father or with the father in the home as a child is going to have an impact on our relationship with this, with the masculine and and the sacred masculine and and with man. And so I recognized, um, through, and actually I had a client session and she was, you know, I don't don't know if this happens to you. I think it happens to everyone that a client will (laughs) walk in the door and you're like, Oh my gosh, that's also kind of what's going on with me. So there was this reflection (laughs) And it was about how, you know, when you are seen as less than, or when, when you're even abused, and I know I'm naming this because I know a lot of women have this, you know, if you're verbally abused or sexually abused or emotionally abused, Mm -hmm. you do lose a piece of yourself. And then you're looking to the father in the home and saying, am I worthy of love yet? If I do this, Mm -hmm. am I worthy of love yet? If I do this, am I worthy of resources yet? And so that the the person who's often in charge of, you know, our provision and money and resources, as Mm -hmm. well as love, there's often a very damaged relationship with that male figure. And then, you know, I, so I was recognizing last weekend, another um, layer, like a deep layer. (laughs) 
excavating it um, mm. with care and attention and moving the body and just, you know, allowing the emotions to arise. And then when the mind caught up, it was that very thing of, um, you know, why, if I'm doing all these things, am I not, you know, receiving essentially like love or the attention or like whatever, whatever X, Y, Z. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, it's just, I mean, I share that I share a lot on my podcast because I'm like, let's normalize all these things. Yeah. I love that. It's so important. <laughs> it's so important. We're all going through the same We're just stuff all and doing it. We're women so in a patriarchy alone. Yep. Yeah. Yep. We're women in a patriarchy. And so we have actually been conditioned to make men our source. Yeah. And yeah. so we're deconditioning that. Yeah, it's powerful. It's really powerful coming back to ourselves and owning ourselves fully, that, you know, flaws and all. It's like really claiming our worth. Um, we don't need anyone else to help us with that, you know? Yeah. And it's really powerful when you begin to feel that, that power, that worth, that um, yeah. the ability to make a choice. You know, because I think a lot of women, Mm. just like you're saying, like, based on, well, who's showing up? I just had a client yesterday talking about this, like, you know, she would become single and say, I'm going to be single for a while. I'm going to work on myself. And then the very next man to come in the door, she would end up in a long-term relationship with because she, Mm. you know, oh, this must be it. It's arriving. Mm. And yet there wasn't a discernment. Like, do you really want this? Is is this in alignment with with what you're doing? Um, So... Go ahead. Yeah. No, no. I mean, yeah, that's, it's so important. Yeah. Like being discernment and, uh, that, that's a whole other <laughs> layer to it, mm-hmm. you know, is it jumping into relationship because it shows up and, and maybe feeling yes. lonely or feeling like, Oh, I'm ready, you know? And, uh, but it's so important to be discerning and to be clear on what we know we need to be happy in a relationship and make sure that we're choosing from that place. Yeah. So how do you recommend that women call in the partner? You know, do you recommend that they like make a list of the traits that they want or, um, you know, what do you use to help them become more discerning in addition to what we just talked about, but I'm I'm looking for like practical tools. Yeah. So, um, well, I'll say uh, there's two parts to this. So the first is the inner work and, um, you know, it'll be hard to get into all the practical tools for that process. Cause it's, you know, so layered, yeah. right. It's right. like, okay, it's going to take us forever. But I think the first thing in terms of attracting in a great well-matched partner is making sure that you've done your work, um, that you don't have any limiting or negative beliefs that are ruling your system and magnetizing sort of the quote unquote wrong people to you. Um, mm-hmm. I think that doing forgiveness work, clearing resentment, you know, doing, doing a deep dive on your blind spots and making sure that you really put in that time and energy to work with them and love them and clear them. That's one of the, that's like, to me, it's the most important thing because if we don't, then we're choosing, uh, and we're choosing people from a place where there's, you know, it's, it's the, the waters, you know, 
murky. It's it's not clear. Right. So if we're, if we're if we're not clear, we're choosing from that unclear place, and then we pick and we pick the wrong people for us. And that's exactly um, what we're going to be attracting right there is like from wherever we are. Yeah. Right. We attract that match of who we are and, and where our frequency is. So that's the most important thing. But then the next layer and, you know, tool wise, I would say it's so important to, you know, make a, I would say make a list. And I always feel like it's cheesy. It's like make a list, but it, yeah. it is important to make a list. Um, and uh, most women I talk with, they're making a preferences list. You know, what do I, what do I want in a partner? Let me dream big and law of attraction. I can bring it in. And I think it's great to make lists, but I encourage people to make a list from more of a, what do I know I need to be happy in a relationship versus what do I think I want? So like a preferences list, you know, I might say, oh, cause I'm, I'm a songwriter. I'm a singer songwriter. Maybe my preferences, I have a guy and he loves um, the same style of music and we can jam together and make music, yeah. you know, that's a preference or that he's six, two and taller. Cause, Oh, I'm so attracted to the tall men. You know, it, that's preferences that that has nothing to do with actually who's going to be a great fit for us. It's more important to look at like, what do you know you need to be happy? Like, you know, um, someone with integrity or, you know, someone that makes you laugh, someone that you feel, uh, lit up by, like when you see them, your heart smiles, you know, it's, it's looking at those things because the right person for you can come in different forms, yeah. you know? And I, I always had this idea that my guy would, you know, look a certain way. I had this image of who I thought I wanted. And I remember, you know, my, my last partner, um, you know, he looked nothing like what I thought I wanted. And had I had that a preferences list, he wouldn't have, match that. But he, you know, I was able to open up and really tap into what am I calling in? Like what is important to me? And he had those qualities. And so it worked. So I would say, you know, for anyone listening, really dig deep and look at what do you know you need to have to be happy and really get clear on that. And then use that as your compass when you meet someone and really check in, you know, when you are going to meet someone new sit in your car, pull it up, you know, have it on your phone in your note section, really remind yourself of what are the important things to you. Go on that date and afterwards go back to your list and go, okay, you know, does he have this? Does he, okay. Does he have integrity? Does he, is he conscious? Oh yeah. He seems to be conscious. Is he a healthy communicator? Oh yeah. He was telling me about this and that go through it and really check in and keep doing that as you're getting to know someone that I think is such an important, yeah. uh, thing to be doing when you meet someone new, because it's easy to get swayed by chemistry. Yeah. And oh chemistry gosh. means nothing. It means okay. zero. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Chemistry can tell you a whole lot. Oh my gosh. Okay. So yeah, I have a story. Um, so, I resisted the list kind of like I was resisting dating. I resisted the list. Yeah. Uh-huh. And when I met my last partner, Truth be told, I was still heartbroken. I was coming up out of the dark mm. night of the soul. Um, not heartbroken, but like I had been heartbroken and I had been in this dark night. Again, mm-hmm. listeners have heard this. And um, 
But what I haven't said is, you know, I knew I needed to open my heart to love again. And I had done so much excavating and mm. I was like, okay, I'm ready. But my list had three things on it and they won't really, it doesn't matter if I share those right now, mm. but you know, in walked the man and he met those three criteria and I was feeling very simple about my list. Right. Mm. So that's what I did. That was the experiment that I did the last time. So I moved out of his house into the apartment. It's a very different vibe that I'm living in right now. It's very different feel and life is feeling very new. Honestly, my sexual energy came like skyrocketing back up. Um, And I was like, whoa, okay. And so into my life, out of nowhere. And I could have, you know, we could have made a soul story. Oh, that's so synchronistic. Like he came in. And um, I start conversing with this man over a topic that related to both like work and life, but, you know, very deep conversations, very quick conversation, some chemistry. I was like, what is happening? (laughs) Um, You know, out of nowhere. Right. And I kind of stopped myself and I was like, wait, this was not what you said. You said, Sarah, so mm, you yes. said that this time was for business and your child, child and mm, business. And, mm. you know, and this might be in week, like week two of moving into a new place. Wow. This might be one of those bright, shiny object things that distract you mm. from your path because you've been here before. And so what I did was I, I saw myself resisting the list. Because yeah. that is a part of me is that, you know, this, this part I was talking about excavating last weekend of like, well, you know, just accept whatever you give me. And then I'm like, I'm not doing that shit anymore. Mm-hmm. It's like one more layer of really self-governance and claiming the desire. And so I wrote a really robust, delicious list. Mm. And, <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> all right, this, like when this walks into my life, yeah, I will pay attention. Uh, and truth be told, this brother was not that. Yeah. And so I used the discernment and, and closed it and didn't get distracted. But anyway, wow. I say that to say like the power of the list, really let yourself have the list. Yeah. Ladies. I, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you did that. I love that you, you know, dug deep and like, and, and created and wrote out this really more intricate, um, I don't know if it was, if it's a list or just kind of a, an expression of what you were calling in and just got clear that, yeah, he wasn't that it's so important. I think the clearer you are, right. Then it's, you know, it's so much easier to know when you found that. Right. And stop settling, you know? Oh God, please. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Talk more about that. I mean, Oh my God. I just think that, you know, I think we settle when we, you know, Again, I mean, I'm just like, I feel like a broken record about limiting beliefs, but I think that when we've got certain beliefs or fears, like I'm not, if we believe we're not enough in some way or we're too much, then it's easy to settle because we think, oh God, thank God someone's picking me, you know, Um, I've got to take this. Or if we have a fear that there's not a lot of great guys out there or that dating is hard or anything like that, then we'll jump on the first thing that comes yeah. because, oh, you know, and, and so I think it's so important to really move that stuff through so that you're picking from a really grounded place and not 
choosing from your unconscious and subconscious, you know, people that match these limiting beliefs. That's so important because we don't need to settle. We don't have to settle. Like we each, we can have everything we want if we choose to stand in that and own our worth and, and take and, and be patient with the process. I think a lot of times people are rushing. They meet someone, there's that attraction. There's maybe some fears that there's not a lot of great people out there and they just jump in. And in the beginning, when you feel all that attraction and chemistry, that's the best time to slow down. One other thing that pops for me, it was like a, a limiting belief that I did and it may have been about worth, but it's this spiritual thing, maybe like a spiritual story that's like, well, if it's here and it feels like it might be it, then it must be a soul story. It must be sacred. It must be. Mm. And, you know, I think I, again, I want to normalize. Um, there's always going to be a soul story with somebody that you're dating. Yeah, like, totally. You have a connection. So there's always going to be the potential um, soul connection. However, trying to make meaning of that connection and holding on because of that connection, I think that's just another form of a limiting belief. What would you say? Totally. I mean, absolutely. I think that yeah, we're going to have a connection, you know, whoever we draw into our life, there's some connection there that we're drawing them in, but it's so important to not make a story up about that, about what it means that you feel some sort of connection. Um, Because not everyone is, not everyone, not every soul connection is supposed to be a a lifelong partnership. No, not at all. And to the very beginning of what we were saying, it's that our soul's alchemy that, you know, we've come to learn certain things and we've come to be whole um, in our walk. And so the more, (laughs) you know, the more we're learning and alchemizing, the better. And sometimes that means one relationship and people do that for a really long time and hopefully keep growing together. And sometimes that means multiple relationships and um, anything is okay. Yeah. There's so much to learn from, different relationships. I mean, I look back and I'm so grateful for all the relationships that didn't work out, you know, but they, they were meant to come in. Like they helped me heal and grow and I helped them heal and grow. And I think, you know, a lot of times, and this is like a tangent, but it's like when, when a relationship doesn't work out, when it doesn't end up being that long-term partner, we kind of label it as, oh, I failed or it didn't work or here I am again, you know, that victim mentality can come in. And I just think, yeah, it's not failure. It's, you know, if you can, if you walk away, leaving each other better than you found each other, if you've enriched each other's lives in some way, um, how valuable, how beautiful. It doesn't need to be a, a, a long partnership, you know, to, to gift each other. So I think that's really important. And I always tell women, you know, when you're going and you're going on a date, like I think a lot of times women show up from a place of, uh, choose me. Are you going to choose me? <laughs> you know, if they like a guy. And I, I really try to um, encourage people to, you know, which I say is like dating like a job applicant you know, oh, will you pick me? Will you pick me? And the energy is just off because you're wanting to get something. But I always say when you can flip it and, you know, date from a place of, um, 
you know, really wholeness within yourself. And do I choose you? And also not even just do I choose you, but showing up to your dates, gifting them with great energy, like really generously giving, you know, holding space for this person and their story and being present with them. Like when you can come to dating from this place where your cup is full and you're just, you're there because you want to just share in the deliciousness that's your life and, and be there and, and hear this person's story and hold space. What a gift, what a beautiful experience, whether you ever choose to see them again or not, you're leaving them almost better than when you found them and that you've held this beautiful space and gifted them with, with beautiful energy. So that's really a paradigm flip from the choose me to, I know who I am and it's such a pleasure to be with you. And I might choose whether, you know, to do this again or not do this again. And I'm I'm powerful to discern that for myself, but I can still be here without the self-protective layer. I love that. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. <laughs> yes. Women go, go work with Melanie. Um, and you know, I'm really feeling too, that, that this is so much of how we change the game and masculine, feminine, male, female relating is when, when women are not coming from the deficit mindset of, you know, pick me, pick me, or am I good enough yet? Or am I worthy of your love and know who we are then men are going to rise to that. And I love what you just said mm-hmm. at the end. I mean, I really feel like that brings it all home is to be in the love, like be in the, yeah. in the overflowing heart of the feminine and be generous with that and also discerning and the men will rise. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, when we're coming from that, loving space. And we're coming from a place of our cup is overflowing and full and we have love to give. And and instead of wanting it and need it, feeling like we need it, but we have it to give. When we're generous, it's like we become magnets and men, they're just, they, they literally just start pouring in when we're, when we're coming from that frequency of love. Um, I think they just feel it. We're not, we don't need anything from them. We're whole, but we're oozing with this feminine wholeness and, and, uh, presence and love. That is such an attractive energy. Um, yeah. So bringing it back to attraction, that is, I think that's, that's really everything. Beautiful. I think that's a beautiful place to close. Melanie, thank you so mm. much for being here. And Oh, my pleasure. So fun to talk about all of these things. It is so fun. Thanks for the real conversation. Where can people find you on the web? Yeah, on the web. Um, you can find me. I on uh, I, My website is goodatyou.com, um, all spelled out. And then I'm on Instagram and I'm posting all the time on Melanie Hirsch uh, is my, whatever you call it. Is it the handle? The handle, the Instagram <laughs> the handle, handle at, Melanie uh, Instagram at Melanie Hirsch. Yeah. And then at Facebook, I'm at good at you. So that's where people can find me. Wonderful. It's such a pleasure to meet you. Thank you for being here today. You too. You too. Such a gift to connect with you. Mm-hmm. To read my blog, schedule sessions, and learn more about upcoming group offerings, go to sarahpoet.com. 
tailored private mentorships are available for women who are really ready to claim their truth and their voice, ignite their unique feminine frequency, and live in the sacred architecture of the truth of who they are. I have one e-course there for conscious couples as well, and one lighter e-course for women who are just starting to claim their truth and their voice. And don't miss this. I have a new 77-page ebook for modern women who are specifically on a pathway of reclaiming and reunifying feminine and masculine. So no matter where you are on that path, you can head to sarahpoet.com and download that for free. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Please don't forget to go rate and review this podcast and this podcast episode where you listen to podcasts and share with at least one friend. Thank you for being here. Thank you for your energy and your participation. We'll see you next week. This is Sarah Poet of Embodied Breath, and thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'm curious, what was your biggest takeaway? Remember that you are not alone on the sacred path, and women are rising now together. You can visit my website, sarahpoet.com, for more tools and inspiration to support your sacred remembering path. Please be sure to check the show notes, subscribe to this podcast, share with a friend, and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. I love to hear from you. Stay connected, and here's to your path of sacred remembering.